Hey everybody and welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast. Lena Abajemra here and I'm accompanied by my soul sister. Diana here. Hi guys. So good to be back with you. We are having our probably last uh, episode of the Soul Sisters for this season. And I, I say probably because I never want to put myself in a box. That's a typical singles thing. Been fun being with you guys. Well, Thanks you're going to come back. But for now, we're going to be off for summer from... From this type of podcast, we're going to run probably a teaching series this summer, so look for it uh, on negative emotions, and uh, we'll be here. You can email us, but we're going to take just a couple of uh, months off, and so uh, today we're going to talk about money. Hey, if you are here for the first time, uh, let me just let you know a couple things about us. I run a ministry called Living With Power Ministries. You can find it at livingwithpower.org. We do a couple of things. We disciple women. We do biblical truth for everyday life, actually. And we also have a big global uh, umbrella where we give um, help to Syrian refugees and the Lebanese people. This is my home country, Lebanon. And then we also have started work with the Ukrainian refugees. So you can find out all about this on our website. Uh, Tons of resources for you that you can enjoy. There's a store with some of my books and Bible studies. And so if you've never navigated that, check it out. And if you ever have any questions about your faith, life, God, culture, send me an email at lina, L-I-N-A, at livingwithbower.org. Hey, we are so glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about money. Yeah, money. You know, and funny because I have here in my daytimer a uh, lottery ticket, which is anti-God's perspective of money. Yeah, I never thought I would see you with a lottery well, someone, ticket. Someone gave me one for my birthday, and I won $100, and it is the biggest lie on the face of the planet because it makes you think that you can Do it again. get rich quick. Right, and and so this is, so so we have a lot of opinions about money, and um they are, I believe, biblically guided. You and I see eye to eye on money. Yeah. And so uh, I thought it was an important topic. We have, in fact, I've come to think of it. I don't think I've ever talked about money directly. I'm trying to think about, maybe I did a Dear Lena once about giving when you're financially hurting, but very rarely have I talked about money. But but really we have navigated issues with money. Me as a single woman with a professional, you know, uh, what do you call it, salary or whatever. Like, so mm-hmm. I've, I've sort of been comfortable in a sense since I finished my residency and yet even with a salary of a doctor early in my time as a doctor I felt the strain of finances that I never felt that given how much I was making after my residency that I would feel and so there's been some principles that have been very important and then of course you well I uh had a different background like I um got married and first year in my marriage I went to buy a cup of coffee at Starbucks and my debit card bounced <laughs> I, I, that that's was, never happened to me yeah and I, uh, I didn't know that I think you I were, didn't know that oh you were with me what how did I not I know I remember that? the did Starbucks I, you? I, I don't remember the rest of it because I was so stressed about it but that was a huge Tells you where we, my husband and I started not in a very responsible financial fashion, and it took us a long time to learn principles. But, I mean, the point is we're coming at it from different angles in some yes, ways. Yes, exactly. You know, I've sort of, because I became a doctor, I very early on was able to make a good living, but very much, the, and I've looked to Diana for some principles that I think because I'm single and I made enough, I just ignored certain, you know, and, and became overwhelmed and worried about finances in a way that maybe I shouldn't have had to be. So the point is, it's not about how much you make. Today, our talk about money, our perspective on, on a biblical perspective on, on money has nothing to do with whether you're rich or poor, because the same problems of the heart show up, whether you're rich or poor, and the same stresses of finances happen. In fact, sometimes you, I'm more stressed about finances, the more I've had 
to be steward yeah. for the Lord. And, and one thing, last week we talked about weight and healthy bodies and the similar thread between the finances and the healthy body, especially weight, is it's really f having a baseline knowledge, right? We talked about knowing your numbers and when it comes to finances, like it's being a good steward. It goes back to the principle of stewardship, of using um, the money you are, God, it's God's money. Yeah. So that's a principle that... You know, right. uh, well, well, Jesus talks a lot about money. Yeah, for okay. sure. And so, and like my favorite, probably from a certain amount, I mean, there's a lot of areas where we can hone in, but I think probably the best financial advice is from Matthew 6, mm -hmm. right? Which is, if you're not familiar with that, Jesus talks about, do not lay up for yourselves. This is actually red letters, so this is his words. Do not lay up for yourselves measures on treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart is also will be also mm -hmm. which is interesting because right away jesus says there's a connection between your money and your heart right and so um so basically uh with that in mind i think we can't like we can't just Think about money in terms of just your bank account and how much you make. And so let's talk through a little bit of what does it even mean when Jesus says, like, I would imagine if I read those verses, I mean, that I feel like, well, that's for someone who has a lot of money. to lay Well, up that's what I was, as I'm listening to you, the same heart issue ex can exist for someone with money or without money. It's right. the loving money, wanting money or the not having enough. I mean, the that whole money idol, again, that word comes up of this something that you have to have or you have too much of or you don't have enough of and you're consumed with it is where... Um, well, we think we'll be happier if we have a little bit more. We always think What's we'll enough? be happy. Well, and again, well, that's a good question. What's enough? Well, according to Oprah, yeah. 40,000. That was many years ago. So maybe now it's 50,000. Let's 50, say 60 now. It's been, 60, I don't think Oprah's okay. been around for a decade. So, well, I mean, I mean she's yeah, around. Okay. But not, like, she used to say that anything above 40,000... Was extra? She said that you're you didn't anything you made above forty thousand. I don't follow Oprah, by the way. I don't know why this thing about. But that's kind of funny that she said that because I'm not she sure said that that's fair. all you need for happy, like for minimal like living. Anything above that, you start to up your well, standard. Well, of let's think. To what, that yeah. So income. I mean, this is because I think that's part of the problem. I mean, I mean, let's think about this. There's not a human in the United States who technically should be struggling compared to the world. 100%. So right. so money becomes an issue of like like you know we could be like well easy for you to say you're a doctor but like realistically if you just look at numbers we are so far ahead they say Americans are like one top whatever one or let's say 10% of the world population like but but we don't think of it that way because money becomes like comparing myself to the people down the street from me not the people across the, right, the land the ocean. And so there's a huge aspect of money that also again you go back to the heart some of it is is so much of it is also tied with like contentment and 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 discontent and envy of what other people have and so what should the how, how much money is enough like realistically outside of oprah's opinion like what do we need money for well we need it for food and clothing well and therefore i tell you do not be anxious about your life what you will eat or what you will wear it seems like those two categories are important categories because mm -hmm. jesus mentioned them right or what you will drink so food drink and clothing mm -hmm. But most of us aren't just worried about that. We're also worried about the cell phone bill and the car bill and the... Well, our lives are so, you know, we, again, we are living, like you just said, we're comparing with everyone around us and you have to have the most current thing, you know, the, right. you know, whatever you, I don't want to even say. Categories, like, right. Category, because it can be endless. Any person in the family and 
you know, a big issue I see is parents unable to say no to their kids, right? About things they want. And, you know, back, we're in this cycle in time where, you know, after America went through depression, it was nobody had anything, right? It right. was like normal to not have. Well, now we're living in the age Abundance. of, yeah. And like everybody has, and if you but say people you are more need now than they were before, because they're they're we have to, more. They're, well, because no people are overspending. I don't right. want to oversimplify the, for me, I mean, I tend to think most people, again, I, I speak for maybe perhaps of us for years, we overspent and we said it was need. Well, it's so, not I mean, need. but you see, that's it. It's, it's not with money. It's not complicated. It's you bring in a certain amount and you spend a certain amount. So ultimately either you have to bring in more than you spend, or you have to spend less than, you know, mm -hmm. so it's, it's like math that you can't change the math. And so like right now, if you're listening and you're like, well, I'm struggling financially, like, Hey, let's get to in a minute. How do you dig out of your hole financially? David Ramsey has like a whole career built on that. There are others. The point is there's a ton of resources, but there are some simple principles we can get into. But even before you get to, I'm in a hole I need to get out of, simply put, you make a certain amount. So if you're, if you're not able to pay the bills, either you need to make more or, or spend less, like without any well, emotional. And, and just even one prefacing statement, when your finances are out of order, just like when your healthy body yeah. is not healthy, it is really hard to be freed up for the work of God. Right. Because Satan wants us held back in those two areas. If we don't feel good and if our finances are a mess, we're slaves to both of these right. areas and we cannot say, God, I will do what I need to, I'm able to do what you want because we're slaves and I, to the I would, I would say most Americans are slaves to financial well, sad. institutions. Sad. We, we almost don't have a choice because, you know, we've, we've, we do have a choice, but we're in this lifestyle. We're in this, where like we're almost in this like, like spinning revolving yeah, circle like, or whatever. But, but, but you can get out of it. So the question, first question is, do you want to get out of it? And if you don't see that your financial problems are related to the spiritual, the heart of the matter, which is the compelling argument Jesus makes, which is where your treasure is your heart. So, so that might mean making sacrifices, right? Mm -hmm. And so like something like, and so, so money, I mean, why I like to be very practical about money. I remember a few years ago, Diana, when I came to you, I think it was about my personal finances where I, I have a job where I could see patients for 24 hours a day if I wanted to right now. And it was crazy because it's not sustainable, but, but you were like, just write it down. Like, like we went from esoteric feeling of, oh, I need to pay this off or whatever, a house or, you know, whatever it was, a car. And I, and, but it was so nebulous. And so and I think money is one of those things that if you can sit down and write things down, it gives it substance. And then you see, so one of the things you told me, I never budgeted as an example. And, and I know like those of you who are like Dave Ramsey freaks are like, what? But like the truth is, you know, without getting envelopes of money, you know, this is the only money you can spend every month. Like I live alone. No one was there to stop me. I just use it. I don't even use cash. Right. But like the point is, if you start writing what you spend, because I always would say to you things like, well, I'm not spending that much, but you were like, well, you need to write it down. Cause if you don't, you have no idea. And it is true. You then look at the thing at the end, you go, my gosh, I didn't realize I was spending this much at Starbucks as an example. So like the first thing, good thing they tell you is to like, look at the month. So, so first you have to buy in. Is there a heart problem? Are you overspending? Or are you just stressed all the time about money? Cause that's a hard problem. Well, and it, it's not a pro sadly, and not to be discouraging to our listening audience, this problem doesn't fix overnight. Correct. So the first, you know, I remember when my husband and I were in the beginning and we, we took us several years, thankfully somebody was placed in our lives who we still deal with, who has helped us tremendously to guide us. Um, and 
it was like month after month we were doing better, but it was still... It's like weight loss. Like you feel it like is. you're like... There's a lot of peril. Like there. you're like, I'm not even seeing a change. Why Correct. am I bothering? But you will. It just well, takes time. Well, and you time. are. It's just not fixed. Massive. Right? Fast. Exactly. It's not like the lottery. Like right. Like, like say you could save $50 a month. Well, that's $500, $600. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's like almost like, feels like, why like, am I wasting my time? But right. it, and for example, right? And so that, that may be all you can do in the beginning. And that's okay. Or 20, it might be, depending on, right. who, you know. But the point is, it's not a quick fix. And that's really, so you can almost believe the lie that it doesn't it's matter. not worth it. Yeah. This is never going to get fixed. And one day I'll sell my house and with the money I make, I'll pay all these debts and da da da. Which then the market crashes and then you're well, so depressed. and then you, but it's, it's not responsible. But it's also the wrong way of thinking. 100%. Because now, just like you're thinking that about the house, you're also thinking about it as, about the credit card, which has like a whatever percent interest rate. And, and like you're, it's a, it's a, it has to do with how we view life. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, you mentioned last time we talked, I think, about the missionaries of old and... I mean, these guys like lived well, but it's because they, it was a, the heart issue of stewarding what they had to God. And God, like I think about what I make now, and as example, compared to the missionaries that we read about in the, in the profiles, and, and they had nothing, and yet they had everything. And I think it's because we tend to spend so much time worrying about it, where they just prayed about it. So you go back to this heart, heart element of finances. Well, in our American dream life, is the biggest obstacle the biggest in our freedom for yes. us to serve God. And that's what this passage, it says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Yep. Yet we are. Even those of us who are, like, I, mean, I have constantly to ask myself, you know, where am I laying up my treasure? Because right. the more you get deeper in this principle, the less you want from this earth. Now, again, it's a, right. it's a growing process, but the more our treasures are on this earth, the less free we are you know, you, you're in your teens, you're in your 20s, right. you say, I want to serve God, I want to do that. And then suddenly life is like slammed right. on you because we've laid up for ourselves treasures on earth. And so you have to really understand that. And it's, it's deep, but if your desire is to be laying up for yourselves treasures in heaven and you're prayerful about it and you're making changes, you will get there. And it is freedom when you're there. It's well, and so I think good. one of the first things, like I think that I've sort of reminded every time I worry. I'm a worrier, by the way. I don't know if you Did guys. Did you guys know that? Could you tell that she's a cup half empty? Yeah, <laughs> Eeyore. It's true. But I worry about everything, and like I shouldn't, but I do, and so I have to constantly remind myself of, of the Lord, and and don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, and what God has done in the past, and what like I have to constantly review those things. But you know, it's funny because when I worry, I think. You know, even when I when I worry about money, I think it's it's a deviation from trusting the Lord. And so, whether you're making a little or a lot, I think if you find yourself constantly worrying about money, I think the first thing is to stop yourself, check your heart, and say, God, who am I trusting? And I think you can kind of go back to, oh, I know, I was trying to catch back my train of thought, and I just remember what I was saying. But like basically, it's not your money to begin mm -hmm. with. You know, the more God has blessed in my life, the more I have to constantly like wake up and realize like. It might be, it's not even my, like, it's not like God has blessed me more. Oh, now you can go buy a boat or a plane or, not that I could buy a plane, but the point of it is, that's not the point. He gives us so that we can bless others. And why? Why do some people end up being given a lot and others a little? I don't know, but I have found an equal amount of worry, whether you make $10 a year or whether you make a million dollars a year. And I've found the same idolatrous ways and the same discontent. And, and I think back about my life when I made the $25,000 a year salary as a resident. I was a doctor making that until now where I'm making obviously a lot more. And I still wrestle with the same heart issues. And I have to constantly remind myself, it is not mine to begin with yeah 
I think that's like, so again, like summing up principles. One, it's not your money. Yeah. You know, that it's God's money. And if you're God's you... child. I mean, right. if you're not and right. you're living exactly. for yourself, that's a different story. But if you're a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, th there's a relational aspect to the Lord that like he owns everything we mm -hmm. own. Right. And if you really believe he owns it, then the money shouldn't own you. Yes. And now we should be asking him, what should we spend it on? Right. Exactly. And number three is the whole overspending, underspending, yes. self-control principle. And then I want to, and I'm sure we get there, like being generous right through so, it all of course so so i i have i have a lot to say about that not that i don't ever not have a lot to say about well, that. and i think but, you've seen god well, i've seen god this, i mean if i have like as worried as i am okay so i am convinced that the key to resolving your worry about money mm -hmm. is not to save more not to make more it is simply to give more amen if you want to resolve your money worry you start giving more honestly i promise you guys do it for the right motive that you want to honor God, see his kingdom grow. I, I remember in my, in my fellowship, I was making maybe 27000 a year at that point, maybe 28000 which is not a lot. I was now three years post-medical degree in the next three years of training. So I was, I was well into my career. I didn't make a lot. And I remember the pastor challenged us about a building project. And I know now we were very cynical about building projects. And we think, oh, the pastors are living in big homes. But this pastor was not. He was living in a simple home. It was a simple church. It was where God called me to ministry. And... And I just, I did feel compelled. There was a number God put on my heart and I thought, there's no way, this is crazy. I can't ever do it. And I just felt the Lord put that on my heart. I mean, there was no big message in the sky. I mean, God wouldn't have punished me if I didn't pay it. It wasn't like God's way, well, they have that. But I, it was a step of faith. And from that day on, I remember like telling God, you know, I believe these things. I believe your word. This isn't, I'm not making it up. And, and, and I haven't always given based on, oh, there's a number God has given me I want to give. No, it's just the, the concept of generosity has been my companion, despite the worry, despite. But, but when I worry, I remind myself that there has never been an instance in my life where I have not given generously, where God has not given back above and beyond. And absolutely and 100% confirming Luke chapter 6, which is also part of his sermon, of the Mount, the Beatitudes, it's another rendition of it where he says, uh, give and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, turning over, will be put into your lap for with the measure you give, it will be measured back to you. And granted, listen, I, I am not, and I want to say this clearly, I do not believe in a prosperity gospel. I do not believe for every dollar you give, God's gonna give you $10 back. He has, he, he might, and he will at, at some season in life, but he won't always give you financially back, but I'm telling you, the freedom and the joy and the sense of I'm not owned by this stuff. You know what? Something could come and take everything. I won't, you know, be feel bad. I mean, when things happen in my house, I feel bad. But then I shake it off. And remember, this isn't my stuff to begin with. Exactly. It's God's right. business. Right now, we're going through something with the ministry. We need to try to get rid of something that we invested in. And, and every time I worry about it, I think, God, this is not even our place. It's yours. You got us this far. You're going to have to figure out a solution. And there's such... A deep freedom and over the pattern now 30 years into this decision-making process of giving I can now stand on this side and tell you that God has done so much more financially above and beyond what I could ask for to think even though I will never preach a prosperity gospel I have seen these biblical principles come to fruition and God continually blessing us more and more as a ministry amen. as a person to where i can do more and more and more with each passing year for god's kingdom amen and you you started the podcast by saying our back our stories are different and god's de delivery of it has been different while our story was very messy and took years 
in our attempts to fix our finances and continue to be faithful to God, God has never left us Amen. with unmet needs. And again, to this day, I'm in awe and humbled at God's provisions. And so to encourage somebody who struggles like we did, right. you know, um, God has provided in ways we never imagined, right? So, you know, some people might look for, you, things look different when you look from the outside in, but I am humbled daily at God's provision to me and my family in ways that we did not deserve. And while we made so many dumb mistakes, when we started stewarding what God entrusted us and when we saw it as his, though we didn't do it perfectly right away, the more we did it, the more he um, bestows grace on you. And so again, it's, it's really encouraging. God is gracious and he's not looking for us to be perfect. Um, he just wants us to be giving him our hearts and recognizing again, if you're listening to this and, you know, I remember the first time I heard that my money is God's and I, I was older, you know, and I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. And it was sobering. So maybe you're even just at that point maybe where you're first still... First time hearing it. Yeah, yep. I mean, I remember really going, huh, really? Oh, yeah, I guess it makes sense. You know, I, it wasn't that I didn't think about it, but I was now earning and, like, it looked differently to hear that and to yeah. think through it. And it changes how you think. Um, and so it's a topic, again, obviously... And, and like, that concept of, like, oh, I just need a little bit more and I'll be... I mean, I'm always caught in that trap of being, like, I'll just seek up. If I just could see this many patients a month, then... Well, who's the millionaire who died? Yeah, Rockefeller, who Rockefeller, said, like, right. they said to him, were you, like... He was, he gave it all away, but he never thought it was enough. Yeah, he was, they always said, how much will be enough? He goes, just yeah. another million, yeah, just a million just more. A, like, no, he never yeah. thought it was enough. And it's true, I can attest to that. Like, it, like genuinely, I don't think there's ever a moment where people go, oh, I think I have enough. Maybe Elon Musk, I don't know, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe well, he didn't I, go, maybe he didn't not, go through the he Twitter keeps thing. trying to do more. Yeah, and he didn't buy it because maybe it was too much. I don't know. The point is, listen, practically speaking, number one, budget. So, so that means sit down and write down where are you spending what you're spending and have some sense of budget. And if you're like me and you're single and you're like, I don't know why I need to budget, you do, trust me, because you're going to see holes where you are spending in ways that, you don't want to show up to heaven and tell God, man, I just spent like, you know, my 10% of my budget last year on like coffee, you know, like. Well, in so many of our series in the Soul Sisters relate, right? So like we get yes. ourselves so busy and right. so we don't have time to make food or, you know, so many right. of my friends that are younger and they're broke and they're complaining, they're eating out every day. Yes, yes. And I was that person, but like. Or it, entertainment. We don't create home entertainment. We have to go like right. pay for and, it. Right, an outing know. that costs. I mean, how, I'm always wondering, how do families go to like Great America or whatever summer crazy stuff? Like it's, I can't even. As, or Christmas comes and the gifts are how? astronomical. And so again, I'm not saying, but it's, it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable to be like, this is what we can. footnote, I hate Christmas because you spend so much money on gifts. We wrestle with that as a family. Like, I mean, sometimes there are other people involved. I get it in the decision making. and It's difficult, but you do the best you can. And sometimes you have to, you know, looking back, what I know now, I would have made things differently. I yeah. would have said, I could, cannot do this. Um, with, with compassion, right? It doesn't right. have to be rude, but yeah. don't, you know, you can't, you have to slow down. And again, what you were just saying, like tracking your money will give you an honest view of what you can where and you're can't at. do. Where you're at, sort of exactly. like getting your blood work. For the, yep. Secondly, spend less where you can. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like you can't overnight come tell your family. We're no longer ever having Starbucks. Like I get it. 
Like, we're not these people. I well, maybe you can have a short instead of a I venti. <laughs> That's what you think. I got a short cappuccino because I don't want the calories. Well, but you kind of, I mean, in but some I mean, ways you can. I mean, I was recently with Sam at Starbucks, and I don't go to Starbucks a lot. Sam goes with Lena. You guys know Sam. That's why I get shorts. And I, I we ordered two time. drinks, and they were $10. $10? I, I had a heart attack, guys. I'm a very conservative spender to this day, and I have to be, right? For our family. It is a lot though. And I looked at Sam and I said, this is the last Starbucks you'll be having with me in a long time. I said, your aunt can afford and do Starbucks, but I can't at that level. And I, you know, I tried to But it is kind of crazy. Well, and Starbucks raised their prices. Like it used to be $7 or something. Now it's like 10. Um, Anyhow, the point is, you sometimes have to be, and he was, you know, kids feel secure when you tell them what they get. doesn't mean I can't make them a milk, hot milk at home. But Starbucks, for example, can, and obviously all of us have right. heard how expensive Starbucks can get. Right. It's just, so, I mean, so, so budget, send us where you can. Give generously always. 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 You might say, I only make $10 a month. Listen, give, give a dollar of it. I, I have one guy, he donates to our ministry $5 a month. I pray for him regularly. I'm grateful for him regularly. Listen, you might say, like, he's not changing our budget at Living Park. He's faithful. He is faithful. He's part of our ministry. And I love this guy. Yeah. And I'm telling you guys, it matters. And if it matters to me, how much more matters to God who sees the heart? He knows this guy's probably given more generously than most people. I don't know. Well, and if you're younger, like the principle of every dollar, you're going to save, oh, give, yeah. save, spend. And you can decide the breakdown, right? So you're going to give, let's just use the 10%. You're going to save 20 or 10. I mean, I would say, be, you know, you have to decide. I'm just saying. And then spend. So that it mindset, like, especially if you're a parent yep. or a grandparent, like I have taught that to my kids and it's, it's very practical. And, and, and by the way, it's a discipline because 100%. there are months when you won't make as much. You'll be like, I'm not going to do it this month. And next thing you know, you never yeah. do it. Yep. It's done, done, done. You skip two months, you're done. It's like stopping to eat ice cream. And then you eat it one day and you're eating like a banana split every day after that. I love banana splits. Speaking Sounds of really good. So give generously. By the way, tithing, that's always controversial. Christians are like, what is tithing, 10% or not? I think 10% is the minimum place to start. I mean, Jesus talks about giving generously. The woman who gave an, you know, all that she had, they all gave a lot thinking, but it was sm- the little portion of what they had. So give generously, whatever that is. I, I, I don't think biblically you need to always do just 10%. You might go a month a little less, a little more. I mean, but the point is to give generously as much as you can. Fourth, so budget, spend less where, where you can. Give generously. Number four, pay off debt. Oh. Pay off that. Well, that's what we were saying. The more in bondage you are, the less free you are to serve Christ. You cannot serve money and God. It's right. You're stuck. I, I speak it from my own experience. You have to get free of these um, things that bind you. And it, it it's so freeing when you don't have debt. And you have to choose to not have debt. Like it is a choice. It is a discipline. It is a commitment. And it's hard work. But God does, you know, it's all works. Like again. And, so, and, and the last thing I have here, well, a couple small things. Maybe they're even tied in, hand in hand. Be accountable. Have mm-hmm. some accountability. I think it really helps, especially for you singles, guys. There's a lot of singles. It's good to have, I don't know. I mean, that's it's hard being single sometimes. There's no one to rejoice over the wins with, and there's no one to share the griefs with. So I think, you know, just pray over that, that God will provide. We did an episode on relationships. Go back and listen to it. I have another one there. Ask when in need. Ask when in need. Uh, I think there's times when it's very humbling to ask, listen, the church, technically, that's why God has us in a local church. You know, we, we, we love to help people. So as a ministry, if you're in a place of dire need, send us an email. We'd love to help you. My email is lena at livingwithpower.org. 
uh, we can't help everybody, but we can help the ones that God brings to our, to our attention. And we've given scholarships before during COVID. Uh, we hope to continue to do it right now. We're helping those in disaster areas of need. But we, we know that this is a hard, hard topic. It, we could talk about it forever. There's tons of great, I mentioned Dave Ramsey. I know he's been, you know, I had some controversial stuff around him in social media. I'm not naive to that, but he does have an amazing product and a helpful way to help people stay on their, you know, living in their budget. I, I'd like to extend you grace if you're struggling. I think sometimes we can be too harsh and too, you know, well, it's, it's easy I to do it this way or that. struggled for years and it takes time. So I am very yeah. empathetic. It just takes time. Remember that. You and know? don't be discouraged by that. Take it one day mm -hmm. at a time. Remember, you're not, we're not looking for quick fixes. We don't want lottery tickets. In fact, look, that's that lottery there ticket. There you go. Done. Woo. And so why, why did I say this? Because it's so, it, money can be, again, it can, you can get sucked down a path that will lead you down to misery. Or it can be used by God to help you bless others and bring great freedom to your life as you learn the biblical principles of giving and of living generously towards others and towards God. So listen guys, we're praying for you. We're so glad you're with us. This ends our Soul Sisters. If you want Diana back next fall, send me an email. Give us some topics. We, we'd love to revisit some of the conversations. Maybe we can dig deeper into some of the principles that we've talked about in terms of relationships and, and parenting. Diana's got gold on parenting, so I'm gonna bring her back to talk about that down the road. And if you have any uh, other thoughts, maybe you just wanna encourage me, send me an email at lena at livingpower.org. Hey, have a great summer. We'll be back with you before you know it and make the most of every day. God loves you and so do we. Take care.